Hey, it's Scott, and guess what? You're about to hear an ad, and that's both good and bad. It's good because ads are what make it possible for me to keep bringing you these episodes, and it's bad because, well, maybe you don't like listening to ads, and I get that. And the good news is, you don't have to. When you sign up to support the show, you get every single episode without any ads. Plus, you get all the bonus episodes. Yeah, did you know there are actually bonus episodes? And you can try it all for free just to see what it's like. If you're on an iPhone, just go to the What Was That Like podcast and at the top, click on Try Free and you're in. On Android, just go to whatwasthatlike.com slash plus and try it out completely free. Once you've had the ad-free experience, you'll see why hundreds of other listeners are already doing it. But for now, here's another ad and then on with today's episode. I'll confess, sometimes I let my podcast playlist get out of hand and I get way behind. But there's one show that I subscribe to and any new episode goes right to the top of the queue. That's the Jordan Harbinger Show. That's because I never have to figure out, okay, is this one going to be interesting or do I wait for the next one like I do for some shows? Because Jordan's conversations are always a must-listen for me. He talks to fascinating people from any category you can think of. Authors, scientists, athletes, you name it. He's talked to undercover cops who posed as mafia and the actual career mafia hitmen. And the stories he gets out of these people, just incredible. In one episode, he talked to Paul Holes. You might know that name if you're into true crime. He's the former investigator who uses really advanced methods to solve cold cases, including the Golden State Killer. And another one I really enjoyed was with Sam Harris, an author and neuroscientist who promotes skepticism, and he doesn't mind taking on some seriously controversial topics like politics or religion. That one's going to make you think. Whenever a new episode of The Jordan Harbinger Show pops up, I already know it's going to be an episode that I'll enjoy listening to, and I'll bet you will too. For some episode recommendations, check out jordanharbinger.com start or search for The Jordan Harbinger Show. That's H-A-R-B as in boy, I-N as in Nancy, G-E-R, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. What Was That Like? contains adult language and content and is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to What Was That Like? I'm your host, Scott Johnson. This is the show where we talk to regular people, people just like you or just like me, who have found themselves in an extremely unusual situation. We'll hear their stories and get inside their head because we all want to know, what was that like? More information about each episode at whatwasthatlike.com. Here we go. Today is February 14, and in most places around the world, that means a special holiday, Valentine's Day. If you didn't realize that's what today is, you might be in a bit of trouble with your special someone by the end of the day. And since I knew I would have a new episode coming out on Valentine's Day, I wanted to find a story that is related to love and romance but would still be unusual and interesting enough to be an episode here on What Was That Like? Then I came across Matt's story of how he proposed to Jenny, and I knew I had to put this one on the show. You know how when you go to the movies in the theater, and before the actual movie comes on, you see the trailers to preview other movies? Well, Matt created his own custom movie trailer and he got the movie theater to show it right there in the theater. And Jenny, his girlfriend, was in that theater, and she had no idea what was about to happen. Now, I'm going to tell you something right now, and I really hope you follow my suggestion. You need to watch Matt's video before you listen to this episode of the show. Seriously. You can see the video in the show notes for this episode, which is at whatwasthatlike.com slash 43. Just go there and watch it, and do it before you listen to the rest of this podcast episode. Everything that Matt and I talk about will make so much more sense if you do that. 
Matt's video not only shows the movie trailer that he made as part of proposing to Jenny, but it also shows her real-time reaction as she watches it herself for the first time. And actually, if you're a member of our private Facebook group, you saw that I went in there a couple of days ago and posted the video so that everyone in that group could watch it ahead of time and be fully prepared for when this episode went live. Just one more reason you should be in that group. Anyway, I think you're really going to love this conversation I had with Matt. I get a big kick out of talking with creative people who like to do things that are way outside the norm, and Matt is definitely outside the norm. His creativity with this proposal made this video go viral, and he and Jenny were invited out to Los Angeles and appeared on The Ellen Show, in addition to a ton of other media appearances. Ellen even paid for them to honeymoon in Jamaica. So I had a great time talking with Matt, as you'll be able to tell. And if you'd like to join the other listeners who support this show for as little as a dollar a month, just go over to whatwasthatlike.com support. So happy Valentine's Day, and here's my conversation with Matt. Was there ever any doubt at all, or were you just, you were 100% sure that she was going to say yes? Well, I, I got to be honest with you. I'm more of a person that wants to be proactive instead of reactive. So I had definitely been putting feelers out leading up to the proposal. And there was one big task that I told her. I told her, I said, when, when you know 100% that you're ready to get married, what I want you to do is I want you to give me a list of 20 people that if we were going to elope somewhere to where we had to put people on a plane to go to our wedding, that these 20 people are 20 people that you would want at the, at the wedding. I want you to give me that list. So I, I was waiting for that list to come whenever that may be. And it actually happened on Valentine's day, the, you know, February, February 14th. Well, you know, the same day that this is airing nine years ago, she gives me this list while we were down in Miami and I, there's actually a video of it, of when she actually gave me the list. She let me go through a, a scavenger hunt to find it. And it was her gift to me. So as soon as she gave me that list, I knew that, that it was go time, you know, that she was going to say yes. So I was, I was ready to, to make it happen. That is awesome. So yeah, you knew it was game on at that point, huh? Yes, sir. <laughs> well, let's talk about how you came up with this. And, and your, your wife's name or then girlfriend's name is Jenny. And how long before you actually made this thing happen, did you get this idea? You know, there's actually a really funny story uh, and romantic gesture behind it. Uh, so I, I grew up knowing Jenny. Me and her brother actually went to school together. We lived less than two miles apart from each other. Um, the problem was when I was a senior in high school, she was a freshman. So and she was my friend little sister. So we really didn't talk much in school. Um, and then we reconnected. I, I actually went and joined the service. And when I got out of the military, I was putting on promotions um, at, at local bars and restaurants and, and happened to run into her. Well, fast forward a little bit. And on our second date, I did something that was pretty over the top for her. Um, I had my own house. I told her I wanted to cook dinner for her. So she comes over to the house and I bring her in and and, you know, it's, it's rare for a bachelor pad to actually be really clean and neat and everything put up. And But I, so I, I was really proud of myself at that time because the house was really clean. <laughs> you so really I went had, all clean in the house. Now, that's a oh, serious thing right there. <laughs> oh, it was it was serious for me to sit there and, and clean the house the way that I did. You know, it's I wouldn't have done that just for anyone. So I take her around the house. I make sure that she notices, you know, that it's just clean, that everything is bare. You know, the lights are up bright. Well, I found out that she really loves scratch-off lottery tickets. So I told her, I said, hey, uh, come back here. I take her into, into our, in my guest room, and, and I have some scratch-off tickets for her. I shut the door, and she's doing the scratch-offs, and it takes her about five minutes to do all of them. And then jokingly, I say to her, all right, well, are you ready for dinner? And she's like, well, yeah. And I said, well, I, that's a good thing because I reserved the nicest table in the, in the place for us. And she starts laughing. Well, when I open the door, all the lights are dim now in the entire house. There's music playing. We go around to where my dining table is, and the dining table is set uh, like you were at a high-end restaurant. 
And she's looking at me and she's like, what is going on here? Because you've been with me, you know, in her head, I know she's thinking I've been with him the whole time. Like, how is this possible? I just saw that table. There was nothing on it. You know, I just saw the lights and now they're turned down and there was no music playing. So anyway, I, I pull out her chair for her and she sits in the chair across from me and I, I go and I sit down and I, I look at her and I say, well, would you like some wine? And she said, I would love some. So I clap my hands to the side. And about that time, my buddy, who I had enlisted to come help with this date, <laughs> comes walking around the corner wearing a three-piece suit, towel draped over his arm. And she knows him. She, you know, she knows this guy. And she literally falls out of the chair laughing. Like she falls on the ground laughing, dying seeing this guy dressed up the way he is. But now she all figured it out, you know. And here's here's the really important part she gets back in her chair and she said oh my gosh matt i feel like i'm in the movies and i said no don't you worry i said we're gonna make the movies jealous and if you notice that's the title of the proposal is making the movies jealous mm -hmm. so that that literally happened that was our second date well that night when i went to bed i i i uh i dreamed the proposal I literally dreamed it. I dreamed the movie theater. I dreamed making it. I dreamed asking her parents, her being in the seat, like the whole thing, dreamed it all up. And the next morning I called my mom and told my mom, mom, I met, I met the woman I'm going to marry. And, you know, I told her about the whole date, told her about the dream. And it was just, uh, it was pretty wild, pretty wild how that all came about. You said you told your mom, did they, did she not live locally or did she not know Jenny already? No, she did not. My my parents are divorced. So I was my my dad, my dad's side of the family where I lived with in high school. They lived up um, about 35 minutes away from where my mom lived. So we're, we're not real far apart and I would see them very often. Um, but it was just the fact, you know, you call your mom, you tell her you met met the girl. So <laughs> sure. And I'm sure mom was excited about that, too. Oh, she was, she was. And then when she, when she met her, you know, it was just, it was a, a match made in heaven, I guess you could say. So from the time you dreamed it until the time it actually happened, how much time had elapsed by then? Or how much time did you have to make it happen? Well, from, from that second date, uh, we only dated about seven months before we got engaged. So you know, which we know is fast, you know, was, I was definitely not anticipating it moving that quick. Um, but it was just kind of that thing, like when you know, you know, and I could tell she was feeling the same way and we were kind of, you know, talking about it. And, and then that's why I told her, I said, well, look, I'm not going to push you by any means, but when you're ready, you know, I want that list. And like I said, that list happened in our second date was in actually that she gave me the list about two months into us dating which is crazy now that I'm saying that out loud. I've never really looked, thought about the timeline, to be honest with you. But yeah, because our very first date was the day after Christmas. Our second date was right before New Year's. And then she gives me the list on Valentine's Day. So, wow, that's crazy. Wow. And then the, uh, the actual movie theater event was in May, like three Correct. months later? Right. Yep. Yeah, so... You know, right after that, I went into plan mode. I mean, I already knew what I wanted to do. I just didn't know how to pull it off because I wasn't, uh, you know, I wasn't a videographer and I didn't have that kind of equipment. So, you know, funny story behind that, uh, I was really active on social media, uh, of course, because I had a promotions company too, a local pr promotions company. So I started asking my friends, you know, hey, does anybody know anybody that makes videos? And a girl that I went to school with, she messages me and She's like, hey, my husband, he actually makes rap videos, <laughs> which I was like, okay, well, let me, uh, let's, let's check out his work. And it was, it was crazy because when I watched his work, I could see the talent, you know, but his, all his videos were rap videos. And I'm like, how is this guy going to transition from rap videos to a marriage proposal? But the good thing was, you know, I pretty much had the whole thing planned. Like I knew what I wanted. So he'll tell you if you, if you talk to him and we've done countless interviews now you know people ask him you know how is matt as a client and he's like i've never had anybody come to me and say this is what i want this is how we're going to do it let's roll with it and he he loved it because he said you know normally i'm the one having to pull information out of clients and he knew what he wanted to do so 
you, you had the whole storyboard laid out for him already. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we had so much fun making this video. And I mean, it really did take about three months to make it. You know, we filmed everything in about a month's time period. And then the editing, you know, I would go over and watch him edit this. And just the amount of detail that he puts into his work is just phenomenal. I mean, just every little detail of syncing up the audio, you know, everything. I, I never realized how much it took to make a video. I mean, 30 seconds of video could take two hours to do, you know, or more even. Yeah. Anybody that watches that video. And again, I would encourage people before you even hear the rest of this interview, go and watch this video. Uh, But anybody that sees that and is familiar at all with uh, video production is going to know that this is a production. Definitely. Because you've got so you've got multiple scene or multiple locations, rather different camera angles it's it's like a multi-camera shot but you, you probably only used one camera and just did some retakes uh or or did things over and over again probably right so so this was your 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 friend mike he helped you make the film he kind of put Correct. put into action what you already had in your head what did jenny's dad think when you proposed this idea to him because he's going to be in it he's in it at the beginning Right. No. Yeah. And he was a big part of it. So that was, you know, that was a, that was a tense moment for me thinking, you know, what if he, for, I knew he liked me, but what if he didn't like me that much, you know? And, and second, what if he wasn't comfortable doing this in the video? Because that was extremely important. And, you know, Jenny always told me, she said, she, you know, she said the day that I get married, you know, I hope the person asked my father for permission. And, you know, we're from the South We're we're in Georgia and that's just kind of the way we're raised. And I don't see it as being an old, you know, um, sexist tradition or anything like that at all. I see it as being respectful. You know, I've, I have a daughter now, me and Jenny have a daughter and, you know, I would hope that the person that wants to marry her would, would ask me as well. Absolutely. So, you know, it was, it was, it was a tense moment, but he's such a fun loving guy that he was, pumped about it he was like yeah man let's do this like this is this is going to be so fun and and what a lot of people don't know the scene of me talking to him is at her church camp that she grew up in uh which is right in between our houses almost and it's a big outdoor it's called shingle roof campground in mcdonough georgia so it was important you know there's aspects of that video that just as important to to she and I. And I did that on purpose. Like I wanted to put a lot of thought and a lot of meaning into even just the small details. So she, when she was watching that, did she recognize the location aside from the people that were in it, but she, did she know right away where that was? She, you know, when I go back and asked her about that, you know, she said the first thing she heard is the voice, you know, or actually, I'm, I apologize. The first thing she heard was the song by Train, the Marry Me song. And we had always talked about, we love that song. We we're like, oh, this is cool to have at, a, at our wedding if we get married one day. So you see her in the video. And, and if you notice, you know, I put subtitles in there. We had to watch that video, I don't know, 150 times just to be able to get the exact wording right. Because we were reading her lips because we know that when you watch the video, it's, it's going to be hard for anybody to read lips so we did the subtitles and you see her she's like oh that's the song that me and matt like and then she hears my voice and you see her head kind of snap and she's like wait a minute you know how is that sounds like matt and then the song's playing and then she starts to see the images of the campground and it starts to start playing with her mind to where she's like wait a minute you know and she's looking to her brother for confirmation. And of course he's in on it. He knows, and he's just playing dumb. He's like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you know, and the video just keeps going, keeps going. And then, you know, the really powerful scene, the one that, that I wanted. And like, I, I'd envisioned this and Mike was fantastic at capturing it as, you know, it, when it's me and her dad talking, it's neck down, you know, all you see is our hands and, and neck down. And that's on purpose. Like I wanted to build it up. Yeah, that's, I got to tell you, that's one of the brilliant components of this is that gradual reveal because, you know, you could tell as soon as she heard a voice that, wait a minute, who is, that's something, somebody I know, but it was still neck down and it was still kind of blurry. And, but as you guys kept talking, it was more and more of a reveal. 
And that's when, I mean, you could see she finally, she finally fully realized when she saw her dad's face that, and it wasn't blurred. That seems like that was the point, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's actually one of my favorite scenes of the whole video. I mean, when, when it pans up, and it blurs really bad on his face. And then it comes into focus mm-hmm. and it's her daddy's face looking right at the camera. I mean, that's when she loses it. You see her, you know, in the hidden camera, she loses it right then. That's that's one of the best parts of the whole video, I believe. Was it just you and Mike involved in this and, and her dad, of course, or were there other people working with you? As far as the video goes, it was just, just me and Mike and her dad uh, making the video. Now, of course, Mike's wife was in on it. She had to help us out with some things. Um, with other people being involved, were you? did you have any concerns about her finding out about it ahead of time? We definitely had concerns that she would find out. And because of that, we kept, we kept it to a very minimum of who knew. And it was p- only people that had to know. You know, we, we kept secrets literally right up to the day before the proposal. We have people inside the theater there to watch it. The people that were on that list, if you think back to that she gave to us, that knew that something was coming and they had a date that they were supposed to block off. But I didn't even tell them what was taking place on that date. You know, and, and these were random people, so they weren't talking to each other either. So literally it was. It was almost like a almost like a pop up thing, you know, like, well, they'll say, hey, watch for this to come up. Be here at this day at this time. Well, we told I told people um, I had a, a secret Facebook group, told them, hey, block this date on your calendar, something you're definitely not going to want to miss. And it's going to be in this general vicinity. And I said, I'll give you details as it comes along, but just ha- block this date off. So that way I, I made sure that that people were there that needed to be there. Right. That's another thing I wanted to ask you about, because it looked like when she turned around, she was surprised at who was in the theater. So we'll, we'll talk about that, but okay. So for creating the film, how did you start? I mean, you, you, the idea was in your head, but Mike kind of mapped out the various locations or you picked the one location, but how did you guys just get started creating this thing? Uh, well, I went over to his house and met with him face to face, you know, told him everything I wanted to do. We, we started talking through text messages and, and email, just talking about the storyboard and all. And it was crazy. It felt like me and Mike had been friends for years. Something I've been recently making a deliberate effort with is to read more. There are lots of books I want to read, and I try to read every day, even if it's just a few pages. That little bit each day adds up, and it can make a big difference. It's like taking care of your gut. Even though it's not big, it supports the health of your whole body. Seeds DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic benefits not just your gut and your heart, which aren't outwardly visible, but your skin too, which you can see. Every morning it's the same thing. Two capsules of Seed DSO-1. And sometimes I wonder, is it normal to feel this great? It helps support digestive health with optimal gut bacteria levels, And thankfully, that's all backed up by science, and all the supporting data is on their website. If you're trying to avoid sugar, soy, peanuts, or gluten, you're good to go. And I was reading the literature, and I thought, you had me at vegan, because it's that too. And if you have kids, DSO-1 is the first multi-strain symbiotic shown to be tolerable and health-promoting in a cohort of children aged 3 to 17. And you can use this promo code to give it a try. Trust your gut with Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash what and use code 25what to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seed's DSO1 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash what, code 25what. I don't know how many other people do this, but I like to plan my weekly meals. Maybe I'm just weird, but I like quick and easy that's just one of the benefits you can get with Cook Unity. Go to cookunity.com slash what or enter code what before checkout to get 50% off your first week. One of the dishes I recently had was the Green Goddess Falafel Bowl. Oh, I loved it. The falafel was seasoned perfectly, and I love how crispy it is on the outside, but really moist on the inside. It's a signature dish of Enat Admoni. She's known around the world as a chef. You've probably seen her on TV. 
and her dishes are made right here in Florida, so I'm supporting local business, and I love that. And the convenience of Cook Unity is crazy. I mean, I've got podcast episodes to produce. I don't have time for cooking. These meals are delivered fully cooked. So when it's time to eat, I pick a meal based on my mood for that day. I heat it for a few minutes and enjoy. The menus are updated every week, so there's always something new to try. You can choose from over 350 meals based on your dietary needs or taste preferences, or go wild and have Cook Unity pick for you, because every meal is just amazing. Make the best meal plan ever with the convenience, chef-level quality, and endless variety of Cook Unity. Go to cookunity.com what or enter code what before checkout for 50% off your first week. That's 50% off your first week by using code what or going to cookunity.com slash what. Hey, this is Scott. Did you know we offer a premium feed of this show that is completely ad-free and there are bonus episodes? Go to whatwasthatlike.com slash plus or just click the link in the show notes of any episode to learn more and to sign up. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you can sign up right there in the app by clicking Try Free at the top of the episode list. And I hope to see you in the premium feed soon. And we worked so well together. I mean, I, I'd never I'd never worked with another creative person like that. And it just it was just so smooth. It felt effortless. It felt like like it was just meant to be. And everything we did just worked out. I mean, there was very few retakes. You know, we did we almost did all the filming in in two days. Like we did the first filming we did was we did the filming with her dad at the campground. And then we did the car chase scene is what, what, what it's been called. And, you know, the, the funny part is you think about it, the movie theater, you know, it's the movie theater is a phenomenal story in itself because this was a smaller regional movie theater chain called great escapes. That was our local theater. I walk in there asked to speak to the manager, me and Mike, and, and we tell him what we want to do. And we tell him, hey, you know, we're going to have to film some in the lobby. We're going to have to film some in the halls. We're going to have to film an actual, we're going to have to play this in the theater. And we're going to have to record. Like there was just so many aspects that had to take place at the theater. And the first thing we had to do was get buy-in from the theater. And, you know, people, People ask me all the time, God, I bet that was super expensive, you know, for, for him to rent out that theater. Here, here's a secret. It didn't cost me a dime, not one cent. We didn't. Well, the only thing I did buy was the popcorn <laughs> that you see in the movie. <laughs> I bought, I literally bought that small popcorn and that was it. That's all they charged me for. Here's, here's kind of like a God moment right here. That was crazy. The theater was an older theater. And like I said, it was, it wasn't like a big national chain. And to be able to play our video, I was going to have to purchase a projector, like from Best Buy or Walmart, just a home projector. And we were going to have to put it up in the projector room next to the big one and play it before the theater, you know, before the movie, because there was no way to get it on film. They still had film. So we had worked all this out. And the only bad thing was it just didn't look as good as, as it should, you know, because it's not the, the projector's not as powerful it's got a long throw. It's it's kind of blurry. And we were a little bummed about that, but we were, you know, there was nothing we could do about it. Not kidding you. The day before, and nobody, even the manager had no idea about this, but the day before the proposal, the movie theater got bought out by Regal. Regal shipped them brand new digital projectors that same day. And they installed those projectors the day before the proposal was to take place. And then we were able to literally take Mike's laptop computer, plug it up to the projector and play it through the same projector that the movies play through. And that's why it looked so real in person. It looked perfect. Yeah. That is yeah. incredible. And it was, yeah, it just, it couldn't have gone better. And, and we were really slick about it. The, one thing you don't see in our version of the video that we posted was the first trailer we play was actually hangover three, because that was a real trailer that was in the theaters at the time. So we played that trailer first to kind of throw her off so that, you know, she, it just didn't go immediately into our trailer. So, you know, when it plays, I mean, the sound system is, you know, it's playing like it would, it looked just like a real trailer. Exactly. 
It does, yeah. And she has no, she's no, not suspicious at all when it when it comes up. It's just, it's lucky that what you know. What if she would have said, uh, "Oh, that's still the previews. I'm going to go to the bathroom." <laughs> yeah, that would have. Well, so many things could have gone wrong that day, right? But they didn't. You know, and and I'm glad you brought that up. You know, if, if you think back to the beginning of this interview, the first thing I said was, "I'm I'm a big person about being proactive and not reactive." So. When we talk, when I talk about the amount of detail that went into this, all that was planned. I mean, we had a timeline of when she was going to get there, the moment she was going to sit down, the moment the lights would go down, the moment the video would start. And the reason for that is Jenny is never on time, ever. (laughs) She has, she has one fault. Like she's perfect, except for she is, she's never on time for anything. She'll be late to her own funeral. It's a, She's bad about it. And that's got to add to a lot of stress when you're planning something like this, right? Extreme amount. Because, you know, when you watch the video, you learn that it's not just us in that theater. There's random people in there because they're really there to watch a movie in that theater. There's there's an actual movie going to play. We're just doing it at the beginning of it. But a funny thing leading up to that was Jenny always told me, she said, well, you know, the day that that if you ever do propose to me, if the, the day I do get engaged, she would always tell her friends, I just hope I have pretty nails because she, she knows that she'll be taking pictures and, you know, with the ring and all, and that she's going to want pretty nails. So I knew that that day of the proposal that we were going to have an engagement party at my house. So I called her over and I asked her, I was like, Hey, we're, and I told her we were just going to have some friends over and I asked her if she would come help me clean my house. So she comes over, she's actually helping me clean the house for her own engagement party that she doesn't know is, is taking place. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. <laughs> so to set it up, I, you know, I, I work sometimes on the weekend. I, I go to have dinners with clients. And so I told her I had a dinner that afternoon and her brother randomly calls her, you know, earlier that week and says, Hey, I want to go see this, this movie. And it's fast five was the movie they went to go see. And she was like, oh, this is great. We haven't done that in so long. So I, we knew that she would be down for that. And I knew that that date was going to be available. So as she's helping me clean the house, I have to I have to make sure she gets her nails done. So I had went and bought her a gift certificate to, to get a manicure done. And while we're cleaning, I started a fight with her on purpose. <laughs> like, like got mad at her. I, didn't, I can't even remember what it was about. But I was like, look, would you please just, you just need to go for a little bit. Just let me do this. I've, I've got it. I was like, here, actually, I got a certificate for a manicure. Go get your nails done before you go to the movie with your brother. And she was like, okay, great. You know, that's great with me. So she goes and gets her nails done. That must have killed you to, to be fake mad at her, right? It did, but it was for the greater good. <laughs> I was okay with it. <laughs> Okay. I knew that, that, that uh, there was that pot of gold at the end of the race. The, so. the end justifies the means. Okay, I get it. That's right. So as she leaves, that's when I leave the house. And, and I dress up like I put my suit on, all this, like I'm going to a real client meeting. I made sure she saw me in that um, before I left. And she goes and gets her nails done. I go to my, quote, work meeting. So then I'm hightailing it to the theater. And of course, I have to put on the same outfit that I had on during the video. Of course, we don't want any continuity problems. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So everything is timed up. I've got her brother is picking her up an hour before the movie starts. So we have it set up to where when she comes in the theater, you know, you notice on the on the movie, there's a hidden camera on her. And the hidden camera is a is a Canon PSI, I can't remember which one it is. It's, it's a big DSLR camera, so it's not very small. So I had to enlist uh, a friend of mine to sit in the back row of the front, the, right before the riser start to go up, and the camera's in between those two seats, and he has to dro- uh, drape a, a coat over it to hide it. And we we have these two seats reserved that Jenny has to sit in, and. Her other brother is actually in a wheelchair, so this worked out well. He's in on it as well. So we have the seat where the wheelchair would be right next to her. Charlie, her other brother, is sitting to her left, and Jenny is sitting in the chair in the middle, and that's the one the camera is focused on. That's excellent. I wondered about that, too. How did you somehow force her to sit in that seat? But it was logical. She had to be on the landing because of the wheelchair. 
exactly right and we even had i had the theater create some reserve signs and charlie called the theater pretended to call on their way and told them hey you know we've got a wheelchair with us can you reserve two seats and they're like oh yeah of course but everybody's in on it you know so we had those signs on those seats the entire time me and michael are up in the projection room and we're watching the theater you know and and i'm in contact with their brother so I see when they pull up, I'm running into the projection room. Soon as they come into the theater and sit down, the moment they sit down, we had controls of everything. So we dropped the lights even lower. Soon as, right before she walked in, we lowered the lights lower than they normally would be because we didn't want her to see anybody in the theater. You know, if she just happened to look up into the seats, we didn't want her to recognize anybody. So all of the, the, the people that were behind her, did they come in? Before she did or after? Well before. We we made sure that everybody was at the theater at least an hour before the showtime. Okay. All right. And by that time, of course, they knew what was going on. Exactly. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I told them, be at the theater at this time. I'm proposing to Jenny. And, you know, everybody's super excited. They're, you know, really pumped. And then when they get there, you know, I give them direction. Hey, when you see when it gets closer to the time, like it's going to be time down to the minute of when she walks into the theater, all of y'all make sure you're looking down or drop down, whatever it is, just make sure you don't make eye contact with her where she recognizes you. Right. You know? Yeah. That would have killed it. Exactly. So right when she walks in, lights are down lower than normal. She's right before she even sits down. I start the, the, the video. And remember it started with the hangover three commercial or trailer. So that allows her to get seated and all. And I made sure to tell Charlie to not let her get up for Coke or popcorn or go to the bathroom, make sure she sits there. But that's again, why we did it so fast where it was like one trailer and then we hit her with the proposal trailer. Boy, you guys really thought of everything. That's, that's just so amazing. On that day, did anything at all go wrong? You know, I try to think about that, but we, when me and Mike started planning this whole process, what we realized is, you know, this isn't like a movie to where you can do as many takes as you want. You know, a proposal like this, a wedding, you know, anything where it's one shot, one kill type situation to where it's like, you've got to get it. You've got to get it right the first time because you can't do a redo because it's, it's not going to be as authentic. It's not going to be as real. It's not going to be as emotional. Sure. Yeah. So we really did. We really tried to make sure that we even thought about, okay, well, what are we going to do if this happens? You know, what if, and we did so many test runs at the theater leading up to the day that, you know, it was, it was pretty much like clockwork for us. Like we, we knew everything was going to work. And the only thing that, that threw the wrench in was when they got those new projectors, but that made it even easier for us. You know, it was literally hit play and it ran. Yeah. That was a nice surprise. Yeah. No, super nice. So a funny, a funny story, and I guess this is one thing we didn't plan on, which kind of turned out pretty cool in the video, is at the end when it's time for me to actually walk into the theater for the continuity purpose to go in and propose live, me and, him, me and Mike are outside, and we're both very high-energy people, and we're, I'm so excited. I've like got all this, all this emotion, all this energy running through me. I'm jumping up and down outside the door about to walk in. Well, of course, all these people going to other theaters see this guy with a camera on a dolly and me jump, jumping up and down going crazy. And they're like, hey, what are y'all doing? And we tell them like, hey, I'm about to propose. And this crowd like forms, there's probably 20, 25 people. And like, do you care if we walk in behind y'all and watch it? And I was like, no, I don't care. Come on in. You know, just, just be quiet and follow behind us. So when I come in and, you know, and I'm proposing, there's a live video. She says, yes, everybody's quiet. You hear one guy who people talk about on the YouTube video more than anybody. One guy says one word, bravo. And right when he says bravo, everybody starts clapping. Well, that guy that says bravo was one of the guys that followed me in. And that's something we didn't plan on, but it's a, it's a really cool part of the video. Wow. An uncredited cameo there for, for him. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to find that guy. That would be so cool to, to like actually meet him. And I'm sure I probably did afterwards while we were leaving, but 
I mean, I was, I was on such a high and, and we were ready to get out of there because again, you know, real movie was playing in there. There was 25 family members and friends in there of, of our party, but then there was 75 other random strangers that saw the whole proposal and stayed for the movie to play afterwards. So I, I didn't want to be too intrusive. So I made sure we got, you know, got the hell out of there as fast as we could. Right. Right. I just, the, 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 the movie itself or your trailer itself, you know, we already talked about the, the really, I love the part where it's gradually revealed who, who's talking you and her dad. But then when you get to the, when you get to the, um, to the lobby of the, of the theater and you know, you think, okay, you're running in the front door. You're looking around, which way is the, which way is the theater? Which way do I go? And then you pause and you decide to go <laughs> buy popcorn on your way to propose. How did you, I mean, it's, it's, I love that comedy. How did you come up with that? Yeah. You know, I'm so glad you brought that up. I definitely have to give credit to that, to Mike. We filmed the scene the first time. And, you know, that's, that's the one cool thing about when you're, you are able to go back and, and make some changes. The first time we did the, the shot of me coming to the theater, I walked in like all calm. And, and then we go back and we're looking at it. We're like, why would I walk in when I ran away from the church, you know, and I, I peeled out and came in fast. So then we reshot the whole thing. And then Mike straight up said, he, when I came in the lobby, he said, Oh dude, how funny would it be if you bought popcorn and you made her wait even more? And I was like, dude, that is, so genius i love it let's do it and yeah i mean it was because it's you know all that music is playing high energy and then i stop and i'm looking around and people are like what is he doing like go propose and then i walk over and get in line and like the elevator music starts playing and you know i'm buying popcorn so it's I love that part. I'm so glad that was that was definitely a, a Mike moment, right? Oh, there. it's well, Mike is brilliant then. But it's and it's not just stopping to get something. It's you. You went over. You you know. You stood there and you contemplated. What do I want? You know. You're you're looking <laughs> at the menu. Oh, that is just so great. And then you know, after that, you got your popcorn, and it goes into this slow motion running as you round the curve and you're spilling popcorn and, and, uh, and then it goes to the, you know, the side by side shot. So that as you're kind of jogging down the hall, this, I, I tell you, Mike knows what he's doing. If he put all that together. Oh yeah. No, Mike, Mike's phenomenal. I mean, that's, this is what he does. You know I mean? And, and, you know, we're right here in South Atlanta and Atlanta has become the Hollywood of the East and it's uh, yeah, he's brilliant. So, I mean, he's, that's in the, you know, that kind of led into some other things for us. This whole video did. When you got into the theater, as you know, as, as obviously as she knew when you were walking in the theater, she knew exactly what was going to happen and it did happen. And she said, yes, of course, which is <laughs> what everyone was <laughs> counting on. But then this whole thing, it went viral. I mean, I'm, I'm looking on YouTube and this video has right now at least over 34 million views. Did you have any idea that that might happen? No, we, we had no clue. And I mean, I didn't even know what a viral video was at that time. I'll bet Mike knew what a viral video was. Yeah. And you know, the only thing I remember him talking to me about was he was like, you know, how crazy would it be if this video got a thousand views? And I remember thinking, Oh yeah, that'd be cool. Like if a thousand people saw it and you know, the, the whole reason we even put it on YouTube was because, the video was too big to put on Facebook. So I wanted to post it so people that couldn't be there at the proposal could watch it. And what was wild was he posted it, I believe on a Monday, like at 8.30 a.m. when he posted it. I was at work. I get a call at lunchtime, and it's the local Atlanta uh, ABC affiliate. And they're like, hey, is this you on this video? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, we want you to come in studio tonight. We want to do a, a story on it. And I was like, are you serious? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, it's got like 50,000 views. I was like, what? <laughs> and then I looked it up. Like I'm at work and I pull it up. And sure enough, it had like 50,000 views in just a few hours. And I was like, what the heck is going on here? So I call Mike and Mike's like, oh, shit, dude. Like this thing is is going viral. Like it's, it's just blowing up. And what was wild about it was 
I think the person that tweeted it that really just sent it over the top was Alyssa Milano. Like she tweeted out the video and when she did, it went from like 50,000 to like 2 million views with, by that night. By the time we went on the news, it had already had, it was in the millions. So the next day, it was crazy. So then the next, the very next day I'm at work and this is kind of a cool story. I was selling insurance. Um, in school systems. I was doing, for teachers, I was doing health insurance and, and disability insurance and all. Well, I just so happened to be working in the elementary school that I went to as a kid. Uh, and it was in a town, you know, 30 minutes away from me. And I'm sitting there working, you know, talking to a teacher and my phone starts ringing and I look down and it says, it's, it says LA. It's, it's an LA area code. So I don't answer it thinking that it's a telemarketer or somebody. Well, it, the same number calls me again, and I pick up, and it was like, hey, this is is this Matt Steele? And I said, yes. And he said, this is Chris Cucci uh, from the Ellen DeGeneres show. And I was like, ha, ha, very funny, <laughs> and I hung up on him. Oh, man. And, yeah. So then, like, right immediately, he calls back, and, and the first thing he says, he's like, don't hang up. I'm dead serious. This is Chris Cucci. I'm a producer. I'm one of Ellen's producers. We've, she's seen your video and she wants you to come be a guest. And I, I like almost like jaw dropped onto the desk. The person I was talking to is like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, this is Ellen on the phone. And they were, they start freaking out. They're like, are you serious? Cause I'd shown her the video. Like I'd shown like the whole school watched it at, at a meeting I was at. And um, it was just crazy that they were like, you know, we want you to Ellen is telling me that they want us to be guests to come out there. And that's really when some crazy stuff started happening. And, and it's not just Ellen. I mean, you were on CNN and Today Show and all these major, you know, that's what, and that's commonly what happens when something like this goes that viral, all of the media outlets want to have you on because that's, you're the big news right at the moment. How soon did you go out to, to be on Ellen's show? Well, you know, that's, you bring up a good point. You know, all the media outlets want to have the big story on, but not only that, but all the, the biggest ones like Good Morning America, Today Show, Ellen, they not only want to have them, but they want to have you first. So it's almost like a battle of, hey, if you do this show, then we don't want you. Like, you got to pick one of us. So Ellen wasn't going to fly us out to be on the show for uh, two weeks. It was, they were going to fly us out on a Friday and then fly us back on Saturday. Um, but it was two weeks from then. Well, literally a few days later, Good Morning America calls us at night and it's like nine o'clock at night. And they're like, Hey, we want you to be on the show in the morning. And I was like, what are you talking about? It's nine o'clock at night. And they said, no, you and Jenny pack a bag, go to the airport, get on a plane, fly here. We'll cover every, all your expenses and you're going to be on the show live in the morning. And I was pumped because I'd never been to New York, you know, and I still haven't been to New York. Um, and the reason why is we called the producer from Ellen because he told us, he said, if anybody calls, wants you to be on their show, just let me know first. So we called and we, you know, we didn't know what we were doing. And I told him that Good Morning America wants us. And he was like, no, he was like, if you go on Good Morning America in the morning, then we're going to have to replace you because your show's not going to air for another two weeks. You know, we haven't even filmed you. And he was like, you know, you've got to choose. Well, you know, I, my wife always, she loves Ellen. I love Ellen. So we chose Ellen. Well, he calls me and he was like, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to fly you out this Friday and you, you'll be in LA for a week and we'll, we'll cover your, your expense and then we'll film on the following Friday. So they were pretty much hiding us by bringing us to LA. So we couldn't go on any other shows. And it was, it was just, it was a blast. It was like a great little trip for me and me and my fiance. And we got to go out to Ellen and then we ended up going, we ended up going and we weren't on the show, but we went to the Jimmy Kimmel show because they wanted us to be on it. We told them we couldn't be on it, but they still liked us. So they brought us and we got to hang out in the green room and, and then we got to go on the roof with Jimmy Kimmel's people and, and like right across from the Grauman theater. It was just, it was a phenomenal experience and trip and and then of course we got to go and be on ellen so it was a really really exciting time it was an exciting 15 minutes <laughs> yeah your 15 minutes of fame 
but it, it, it lasted a few days anyway. So that's, that's good. So all of this, all of this fame and notoriety because of a, a video that was created at that time, were you thinking, how can we leverage this or how can we, how can we turn this to our advantage? But you turned it into a, a business, right? Or did you, or is that because Mike was already in the business and it brought him more business or how, how did that work? You know, we, we weren't anticipating, expecting, we didn't want to turn this into anything other than what it was and which was just our story of love, you know, our proposal. Um, but what ended up happening was we started getting all these emails and all these messages from people all over the world. Like literally, I mean, we did shows in Hong Kong and Australia and mostly they were, you know, all radio shows or internet, internet interviews. But it was just amazing to see people were telling us that our love story was an inspiration to them. And we would get messages from older couples that, that would say, Hey, you know, we were, we've been married for 30 plus years and just kind of going through the motions. But then when we watched your video together, it reminded us of how we felt when we first met and when we first fell in love. And it's like completely changed our marriage. And when we got emails like that, it was just, it was just, it was a game changer, you know, it was life changing and it just felt amazing. So what happened was, you know, we, people started asking us for help on their proposals, started asking for advice and all. And Michael's like, man, you know what, we should do this as a business. And because we could really help people and, and you love doing it, which I do. I absolutely love it. Like I love being creative. I love doing heartfelt stories. I love making things uh, unique for each individual couple, you know, making it just, just where it's about them because you'd be surprised how many people like wanted to just straight up copy my proposal. And if you Google it, marriage theater proposal, you'll see probably about 50, 50 to a hundred that, you know, people do this now and, and there's some that make their own little twist, but there's some that are just straight up copycats, like use the exact same words that I said and, and all. And, you know, people always ask me, does that bother you? Do you get mad about people copying? And I tell them absolutely not. Like for one, uh, imitation is the highest form of flattery. And two, if somebody was touched enough to, to take what we did in our special moment and make it their own and, and do that, then that's awesome. Like I, I cheer those people on. I'm not a person that gets jealous or, or like, man, I can't believe they, you know, copied my proposal. It's, I don't feel that way at all. But when we started talking about doing these as a business, we actually were pr uh, approached by a couple producers from Hollywood and they said, Hey, look, you know, we actually think that you could do this as a TV show. And I was, that, it was like a dream come true for me, a dream that I didn't even know I had, I guess you could say, because I didn't know that as me, somebody that grew up in Georgia, I never thought that I would be on TV, but I've always been that kind of, you know, out there, like to be at the front of the crowd. I love doing presentations, speaking in public. And this was just kind of the best of everything, because not only was I going to get to be able to do that, but I was going to be able to, to do something that was so positive in a world that where all the TV shows were about nothing but negativity, pretty much, you know? Yeah. So it was, it was super exciting that the producers wanted us to do this. I mean, they, they flew us out to Hollywood. We spent a week out there with them. We went and met with, with a couple of big production houses while we were there. And there was definitely some interest and they actually uh, flew a crew over here and, and we filmed a, a pilot episode, uh, you know, really basic one that we've never released it's actually on our youtube channel but it's unlisted so you can't really see it unless i share like the list but um where we did a real proposal you know we helped a firefighter do a proposal and it was a blast and we've done a bunch since then but um you know unfortunately the time when they were trying to pitch that show the shows that were popular were honey boo boo the kardashians you know, just those shows, Jersey Shore, it was, it was the shows about not as, not as positive as what we were, we were putting out there. So it, unfortunately it never got picked up. That's a shame. Yeah. All those shows that you just mentioned, they're like the most superficial, ridiculous, stupid shows. And yet something like yours, that's really going to inspire people. Uh, but that's, that's Hollywood though, right? Yeah. Yeah. We just, you know, it was not the right time, but again, you know, that's not why, 
that's not why I did the proposal. That's not why Michael helped me do the proposal. It's that was just that was just kind of a, a great God thing that came from it. You know, just something that was really positive that that uh that could have happened because of it. So what is the what is the service that you guys offer now? If somebody comes to you and says, "Okay, we're I'm I'm thinking about proposing, but you you do more than that, right?" Yeah, well, it's, it's actually Michael's full-time gig. Uh, Michael started his own production company. It's called M3 Creative. Um, and then I am just a like a consultant with him and, a, and a, a side business partner. So I help him on the creative aspects of it. But yeah, I mean, what he does and what we do is we can do pretty much anything and everything from uh, the proposals to the actual wedding films to... Uh, daddy-daughter dances to surprise prom proposals. I mean, there's anything in it and everything that you could do as a, as a surprise we can handle. I mean, Michael actually now even does, he, he's doing movies and TV shows and that's all part of his big aspect. But the parts that I help him on, you know, we still love doing those proposals and wedding videos just because it's, those are always just positive uplifting, loving video. Yeah. Have you guys done any where the, uh, you know, uh, someone in the military comes home and surprises their spouse or their family or anything like that? I did actually on my own. So we didn't do this through the company, but I personally do much lower budget films. And, and that's really all I post now on my social media sites and on our YouTube channel or the videos that I'm making. But, you know, they're, they're usually more personal videos about our family but I was coaching a, a kid's softball team, my daughter's softball team last year. And two of the daughters, their dad was deployed overseas. Um, I found out from the mom that he was coming home one game. So I came up with a way to where we would surprise the daughters and got the other team involved. And it's actually a really cool video that you can check out on, on our YouTube channel. But I allowed all the girls to dress up as a princess or anything, or a superhero, anything they wanted for the game. Uh, instead of wearing like our softball uniforms and had them go out into center field and was giving like a speech. And at that time I had the other team come out, they formed a tunnel from home out the second base and we put their dad standing on home plate. And I had the girls all turn around. I was like, Oh, who is that? You know, and they turn around and they saw their dad and they take off running. And both these girls, like one was wearing a Jasmine. I think they were both wearing princess uniforms. And it was just, it was so touching seeing them run like through the crowd and like all the fans are cheering and they run into their dad's arms. And it's just, uh, mm. you know, those, those are the videos that do it. That's, that's what I love doing there is those types of videos. Yeah. And I, I love watching those too. And that's the bad thing about YouTube. You start watching a video like that and then you get all the suggestions of similar videos on the side. And before you know <laughs> it, two hours has gone by and I haven't you know, watched videos. So, but it's certainly a, a great, uh, a great thing. What is your YouTube channel? Is, do you have a, a regular URL? It's um, YouTube backslash Matt and Jenny. Okay. So I'll have links to all that in the show notes for this episode. And this is incredible. You are someone obviously that, and Mike as well, that knows how to make memories. Did you, did you realize when you were making this, uh, this proposal video, you must've been thinking in the back of your head, this is a, this is a video or film that's going to be in our family for generations and talked about for, for decades. Yeah. You know, as we were putting it together and as all the editing started to come together and I mean, you know, like you said, it's got 34 million views and, and I'd be lying if I said that probably a million of them aren't straight from me. Um, <laughs> but I, I still get choked up every single time I watch it. Like it's, it never changes. Like the feeling never changes. And, you know, me and my wife, we aren't perfect by any means. We're not like this, this perfect movie time family or marriage. You know, there's definitely ups and downs, but anytime that I'm, you know, feeling down about our marriage or, or upset or if I'm mad at her or something, I'll watch that and it just, it melts away, you know, and it just, it brings back all those feelings. It's just like those emails that we got from the people that have been married 30 years, you know, that video does it to me every single time I watch it. You know, if I'm ever in trouble, I just copy it, send the link to to Jenny and hope she watches it as well <laughs> and hope that uh, it does the same for her. It gets you out of the doghouse sometimes, huh? 
And yeah, and, or at least gets me a bone. <laughs> this happened uh, back in 2011, and so you guys obviously got married. But now it's more than just you and Jenny. You got a whole family. It is. Yeah, we've got a, a seven-year-old daughter who is amazing. Her name is Irie Virginia Steele. And it's funny, her name Irie is a word in Jamaica that just means everything is positive, everything is uplifting. And she got her name because when we went on Ellen, Ellen sent us to Jamaica for our honeymoon. And while we didn't get pregnant on the honeymoon, we waited an entire 26 days afterwards. So, you know, we, we put a lot of time into it. <laughs> uh, we we joked and we just loved that word so much because everybody said it and we love the meaning. We're like, oh, if we if we get pregnant, you know, let's let's name our kid Irie. And so it just stuck with it. And she is every bit of the word. So we had Irie. And then five months ago, we had our son and his name is Oaks. So we you know wanted him to have just as, as powerful his name as, as Irie. So we, you know, with our blended, our you know, blended families and how large our family are, uh, I wanted something that had something to do with like family roots. And the roots of an oak tree are some of the strongest and run deepest in the ground. So that's where his name Oaks comes from. So it's Oaks, plural? Correct. O-A-K-E-S. Oh, E-S. Okay. All right. So Irie and Oaks, those are two very original names. Well, you guys are just, you, you, the creativity never ends with you. <laughs> it, it can't. I mean, then it just, it would just get too boring. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Well, and it's kind of fun. I mean, it sounds like I can picture either one of you, you or Jenny doing something to surprise the other one. But even though it might be a surprise in the moment, it's not really a surprise that, that you did it because that's sounds like you kind of both have that personality. Yeah. And, you know, in tons of the interviews, they, they always ask Jenny, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the, the much bigger like surpriser. And she, she actually will tell people that she don't even like surprises, which is hilarious because why would she have married me? But, <laughs> but, um, you know, she, she tells, you know, I, I never do anything the easy way. Like it's always kind of over the top and, and I try to make things fun. And, you know, we, we've got one video to where, I actually, her dream vehicle was a Chevy Tahoe. And, and so I was able to buy her one from a buddy of ours. And so I made a video of her doing a review of a vacuum cleaner where I ended up surprising her with the Tahoe in the video. And then my mom thinks that she's in on the surprise of the Tahoe for my wife. But we then we turned around and surprised her during the same video and told her that we were pregnant. So it was I love doing the surprises to where you think it's going this way. Then you think you figured it out and it's over here. And then it comes up being something totally different. I love that. I'm, and is that on your YouTube channel also? It is. It is. Yeah, it's it's on there. Definitely got to go watch some of these videos. Cause the only one I've seen so far is the one is the trailer. So yeah, I got, I got some viewing to do. Well, Matt, this is an awesome story. And I love the fact that it's coming out on Valentine's day today, February 14. I really appreciate you sharing it with us. I appreciate you letting me share it. It's, you know, it's always a great thing and a, a great feeling to spread positivity and love. Well, I hope you enjoyed this Valentine's Day episode as much as I did. I'd love to be able to plan ahead for every episode that happens to fall on a holiday, but I can tell you that just ain't going to happen. But this was a fun one. And here's something else fun I did recently. In our Facebook group, I asked this question. What are you usually doing while you listen to podcasts? And I got a variety of answers. Maggie is cleaning houses since that's her job. Lisa is driving. Santana is either cleaning someone's house or she's taking a bath or driving. Kobe usually listens to 88 different podcasts while at work overnight making airbags. Bethany listens while she works from home or at night while falling asleep. Marcy listens while driving an 18-wheeler. Sherryon also listens while she's driving for work. Povey listens while she's driving her kids to practice or while she's at her kids' practice. Zach listens while he's flying. Susan listens while she's delivering mail on a university campus. 
Travis listens while he's driving, walking, cleaning, or cooking, but not while he's exercising. That's when he needs music. Faith listens while driving, and Crystal listens while driving, biking, hiking, or cleaning. For Megan, she's either running or sitting in the hot tub. Teresa listens while running, cleaning, driving, or when she's falling asleep. Jenny listens while doing housework or computer work or while she's sleeping. So some of these people might be sleeping right now as they're listening to me talk. So if I were a mischievous person, I could say something right now and plant some kind of subconscious thoughts in their heads. Wait a minute, I am a mischievous person, but I won't do that. For me, I listen to podcasts while I'm driving or riding my bike or on the treadmill at the gym. But wherever you are right now, while you're listening, I'm glad you're here. And when you hear your alarm clock go off, you will immediately begin to bark like a dog. See you in two weeks.